0: Good morning, church. So, as soon as I get up here, my iPad decides to do this to me. And uh, Ethan said it's a sign, which he is incorrect about, but anyway. <laughs> so, um, first of all, good morning. Uh, second of all, I have an important announcement to make to you, one that is both difficult And exciting at the same time. Uh, As some of you know, I've spent the last 25 years in ministry, the last 14 of which has been spent dedicated to planting and building this church, Pierce Point Community Church. For those doing the math in your head, you are correct. I started when I was just 19 years old, and uh, as all of you know, Uh, With ministry comes a very close relational element, and in that deeply, uh, you know, kind of embedded relational element, it includes blessings and it includes challenges. Seven years ago, we went through the most significant of these challenges, and for those of you who weren't around, we, we went through a really bad church split. The challenge, uh, that challenge in particular, fundamentally changed me as a person. Uh, Though not all of you were here to experience that, those of you who were know very well uh, the profound wounding that both I and my family experienced. Repeatedly over the past seven years, I've been met with what feels to me a a recurrence of this wounding on micro-levels, multiple families, individuals deciding to leave our church family. Some have been willing to speak to me about their decision, many do not, and an even smaller number allow uh, their opinion to ever be changed or better informed. Adding to this, the repeated feedback that we do receive focuses on me uh, personally and on perceived disappointments in both my care and my leadership. With each person or family that walks away, I am forced to relive misconceptions, mistruths, and accusations against my character that I endured during the church split. Each time another person or family whom I have poured love and care and help into blames me for their dissatisfaction and accuses me or my care of not being enough, it becomes more difficult each time to recover emotionally. I find myself relating to scriptures such as Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. I've lost many close friends. Psalm 55, 12 through 14. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walked about among the worshipers. As time passes and these instances, sorry about that, as time passes and these instances continue, my ability to bear up under that weight has diminished to the point where I just can't continue. I hope you'll understand that I love what I do deeply. Deeply. I know the gifts that have been given to me. I know how God has used them. I know the care that I've given. And I know the man that I actually am. But I also know that the toll that it has taken on my heart and my mind require healing. So, I've created a strategy for that healing. And it begins with stepping down from my position as pastor and any form of leadership inside of this church. I'll be focusing my strengths and my skills, the ones that God has gifted me with, in a new and a different area. My goal will be what it always has been, though, seeing people grow. But it will be achieved in a way that allows me to heal and to recover some of the joy that I have lost. And I owe this to my family. Moving forward, I'm gonna be focusing on the launch of a business, a coaching business with Steph, whom most of you know. And I will be working to bring life and purpose and clarity to individuals through both meaning and worldview coaching also, with the approval that I have been given by the leadership here at Pierce Point, we'll be offering more traditional forms of coaching or what you might understand to be Christian counseling to individuals, couples, and or families within our church. So now that you know what is happening and you understand a lot about or some of why this is happening... And you also understand how I plan to support my family financially moving forward. I think it's extremely important for everyone to hear that I am not leaving Pierce Point Community Church. This is, in fact, our family. A significant part of my wounding actually comes from the reasons people often give to stay or to leave at a church generally the leaving part reasons that have no basis often in truth reasons that are often trumped by we've prayed and God told us and you know who can argue with that no one unless you want to be struck by a lightning bolt (laughs) right do I think that's true heavens no Heavens no. I think many people actually just use it as their reason. Believe me, I've heard every reason possible. Fourteen years ago, the vision of this church was and remains a community of Christ followers on a journey of discovering what it means to be a family. This has proved to be seriously challenging considering how differently people view church life, involvement, and commitment today. But here's my promise to you, or here's my offer to you. If you ever want to talk about hurts in church, if you ever want to talk about what it takes to dive in and actually become part of a family, if you ever want to talk about the sacrifice that you truly are called to when you come and commit to be car, be a part of this thing we call a church my phone is always ready for that call my door proverbially my door will always be open to have that discussion if I could change anything in the world today I would change people's understanding of their commitment towards church their understanding of their their place inside of it of how much there to give and how much is to be given back to them, I would change all of those misconceptions. I would right those wrongs that we often have in our head. So if you'd like to discuss that topic more, please feel free to reach out to me. So what's next for our church? This is going to be answered large in part with Barney and the others. But the answer, one answer in particular, is already firmly in place. For years, I have spent, given considerable time, strategy, and effort in building a team that can and does lead with or without me. I was told years ago that the best kind of leader is the one that replaces themselves. And the actual truth is I've replaced myself ten times. Each one of these people that I have worked with has gifts and skills that this church needs, and together, they are more than ready to lead, more than ready to guide and to shape and to care for this church in its next phase of life. I've spoken with the entire leadership team about helping in some form of an advisory role while continuing to speak on occasion Each one of them knows that my door is open to them, that I am ready and I am willing to be beside them when they face their own challenges, and those challenges will come. The decision that I've made uh, has been made after a great deal of thought, a great deal of prayer and consideration to what uh, I need, to what the church can do, all of those things. I understand the unavoidable hurt and shock that this may cause. But please know that this is what is right for my family. For me to be present, for me to be effective, for me to have a sense of joy um, within my family, I have to ensure that all of my life and what I do actually align with the values that I have. So here's what I want you to hear as the last piece, and then I'm going to invite the team up. The life of any church is rooted first in Jesus. Second, it is dependent on people like you and like me who commit to the journey of discovering what it means to be a family. Sure, there are times where life gets hard. Yes, there are times when we need to take a step back. There are times when we need others to carry us or to take the lead. But the church is a family. You are a family. And whether you understand it or not, This is a church, this is a family that is worth fighting for. When I said that I'm not leaving the church, it is very important for you to understand that I do not preach things that I don't walk in and believe. I'm not going to disappear for the simple reason Well, for many reasons. The simple reason is that I love you. But I'm not going to disappear because that's what everyone does. And I have a job. I have a responsibility, whether in official capacity or a non-official capacity, to walk what God has told me to walk. Which is to be a man of integrity. To be a man who doesn't run, that's not the same as resting, that's not the same as going into the hospital for care. Those are needed. It was one of the more profound pictures that John Wimber used to talk about regarding church. He said that we are of course an army We're on a mission, but many times we're a hospital. And in that place, we have to run, and we have to rest, and we have to be cared for. So at this time, I'm going to invite the team to come on up, and we will continue this conversation for a little while now. And uh, my promise is that this conversation can and will continue with each of you individually. I'm always here. I'm always willing to have these conversations. Thank you.
1: I read somewhere uh, a few years ago a statement that said, nothing good ever happens without change. While I can certainly understand that concept, I wasn't sure that I agreed with that statement, but also I'm not sure I was, that I disagreed with it as well. I know that some people are terrified when they think of change. It can seem like a dark cloud over you. Change can be a source of anxiety and confusion for a lot of people. I I know how this can feel to some of you. You know, in my eternal pessimism, (laughs) I can be the guy that says, hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, crap, it's a train. (laughs) Then it dawned on me. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we're following Jesus, we can be assured that his path is the correct path. You might be sitting here thinking, well, that all sounds great, Barney, but what does that mean for me? What does that mean at this moment for Pierce Point Church? I'm going to get real with you. Most of you know my story. About five years ago, uh, I stood here on this platform and I told you that I had decided to follow what I believed that God was telling me to do, which was to quit the job I had been in for 18 years and to do something that had value, a different value. It was a value that I called eternal value. You see, I, I had to take an account of my life and had come to a pivotal point where I had to make a choice. Was I going to keep doing what was comfortable or do what God said to do? Everybody comes to that point in their lives. I remember hearing a quote that stuck with me. I quoted it a lot. I've probably said it to numerous people here. It goes like this. Attempt something so impossible... That unless God is in it, it's doomed for failure. That quote struck me. I told it to a lot of people. One day I quoted it to Jacob Dolezal. Telling him how awesome this quote was. Jacob looked at me and said lovingly, wow. Wow. Great quote, Barney. Then why don't you do that? There are times in our life when we have these come to Jesus moments where we have to decide if we're just going to keep saying all the right things or are we truly going to actually walk in faith or just talk about it? When the Lord God spoke to Abraham and this was a This was amazing to me. And told him to pack up all of his stuff, pack up all of his servants, pack up all of his flocks, all of his sheep, everything he owned, and move. Where did he tell Abraham that he was to go? God said, I'm going to send you to the land that I'm going to show you. So, if Sarah had come to him, if one of the servants had come to him and said... Abraham, we're packed up. Where are we going, buddy? I don't know. It's a land where God is going to show me. Abraham trusted God. He walked out his faith. While Abraham couldn't tell them the exact location, he knew it would be where God wanted him to be. So right now, as this team walks through Changes that are coming. We've not reached the place where God is sending us yet. But I can assure you that we're going to walk this walk, this walk of faith, and do what God says. And you know what that is? Trust Him along the journey. Trust Him in the way that you're going. I'm telling you today that there are some things that will not change the mission and ministry of this church will not change this church is strong in its ministries that's not just standing up here teaching that is that is providing food through mercy works it's it's taking care to provide for new mothers, the ministry that, that Jane Coy has just recently started. It's having Bible studies every other Friday like Dylan and Jace are doing. Those those ministries are not going away. It's having a potluck dinner so that people are, who are new can come and connect with the church. The power the power of the gospel is not going to change. While methods and style of communication will change, the heart of the good news is not going to change. We have a group of men and women up here who are capable and qualified. The focus on Jesus doesn't change. The sign on the door out there as you walk in those doors out front says, All things in through and for Christ. We will stand what Jesus, we will stand for what Jesus stands for. I can promise you that. The importance of gathering here for worship will not change. Faith is built by a community of believers who will live life with each other. This church needs you. This group of leaders needs you. We need you. The importance of a group of people who will give their time, their money, and their resources will not change. That importance to us does not change. It's not lost on this team that we're sitting in a building with heat on and lights on that you guys pay for. That's not lost on us. The care for people of this church will not change. We will continue to love and to serve you. Our dependence upon the Holy Spirit does not change. We believe that when Jesus told His disciples that the Spirit would be their comforter, their teacher, and helper, that we can rest on that promise. As change comes, and it most certainly will, we still are going to rely on the Spirit of God, pray for wisdom, to deal with that change. We are fully aware, fully aware, that you'll have questions as we walk through this. This transition period is going to take some time. There are many things to be considered. So as God gives us wisdom and insight, we're going to share that with you. Back to change. (laughs) There's no doubt that change can be good or change can be bad. But if we truly know Jesus and believe that our future is in his hands, we can rest on the fact that even the things that the enemy wants to do to us to harm us, that God can turn that into good. Do you believe that? I believe that. I'd like to ask you as a church to do some things. The first thing I want to ask you to do, and we're going to do this formally here in just a moment, but I want you, when you leave this church today, I want you to pray for Nathan and Sarah and their family. Pray that this new venture would open up exciting avenues for them. Pray that God would continue to bless the work of their hands. The second thing, will you promise? Not a promise to me or any of these people up here. Will you promise to pray for this church? And I am not talking about this building. I'm talking about the men and women up here on this stage. I'm talking about the men and women who are sitting beside, beside you this morning. Will you promise to pray for this church? You are the church. It says in Colossians 1, verses 16 and 17, says, For by Him, talking about Jesus, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers and authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things. And in Him, all things hold together. At this time, I'd like to... Call up Dwayne, and he is going to call Nathan and Sarah up here, and we're going to pray for them as a group. And I'd like for you guys, as we pray, to pray with us.
2: Nathan, Sarah, would you come on up here? Community, can I ask you to stand with us for a moment of prayer? We're going to pray them, and I'm going to ask you if you'd be willing to extend your hand as a part of this prayer time. And we're just going to ask the Lord to bless. Would you join us? Father, we want to take a moment to bow before your throne to acknowledge your glory, your goodness, your grace. We thank you for this precious family. We thank you for putting your vision of creating a human family that represents and reflects you into the heart of this man and woman. We thank you for this body of Jesus that is now praying with them and for them. That's the physical fruit of their labors. We pray, Lord, right now that You, by Your Spirit, would breathe fresh air of joy into their hearts. Help them, Lord, by Your own smile and blessing. Help them to understand that their labors have been fruitful and not in vain. But now, Lord, You who have wounds, in your own body. Know the wounds of um, our brother and sister. You know them more than anybody. But Lord, you who are the inviting God who said, come unto me and rest. We ask, Lord, that you by your precious spirit would also heal their hearts, their minds, Give them refreshment of body and soul and mind and spirit. Lord, we pray for this entire family, Nathan and Sarah, Sam and Kate, Joe and um, Becca, thank you guys. I had it five minutes ago, but anyway. Lord, you love this family. And we know that days ahead are all in your hands. We pray that everything they touch would turn to joy and blessing. We pray that you would go before them to allow this, um, the physical needs of their family to be met in joyous ways and abundant ways. We pray that you would take away the stress, the fear, the anxiousness and just bless them. The days ahead, Lord, are in your hands, and so are they. So is the church that you have brought together and brought forth through them. So with absolute confidence, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, that you would go with them, alongside them, and we'll entrust them to your wonderful care with great confidence